all, and welcome to the Podluck, serving up bite-sized tastes of the best theology. I'm your host, Megan Westra. Grab a plate, and let's dig in. All right, and we are back, finally, after a long hiatus. Uh, For those of you who maybe know me in real life or follow me on some socials, uh, aside from the whole like living through a global pandemic and all kinds and all manner of social upheaval, uh, I also have made a few career transitions Uh, lots of different things going on. And so I really wanted to honor the capacity that I have had over the last year in terms of just not always having the best creative rhythms or knowing what to even do with that. Uh, So I uh, really wanted to honor the uh, energy that I had um, and kind of the, the space that I was in of not really knowing how to bring myself to additional creative pursuits as I kind of found my bearings and new normals and lots of other aspects of life. Um, And so I just kind of set this to the side uh, for the time being um, and, you know, made a, made a non-verbal, like non-public commitment to myself that like I would bring it to some sort of resolution, whether that was like an official, like, we're just going to close that chapter or whether it was a reimagining. And so uh, I am here today to say it's going to be the the latter. It's going to be this reimagining um, of what might this look like? What kind of creative work do I feel uh, drawn to, invited to in this current season? And so uh, we're going to be reimagining the podluck a little bit. Uh, and I am hopefully going to be in your ears a bit more often. Uh, which I'm guessing if you're listening to this, that that will be good news for you. So here is how this next iteration is is going to go. Um, and we're holding it loosely uh, as I have this entire project of saying, okay, what if we interviewed a bunch of different people and asked them the same question? Or what if we walked our way through a particular book of the Bible? Or what if we like, asked people just like, what do you want to talk about? You know, in the early days of the of the pandemic, uh, what is it that you want people to, to know about? What do you feel like you could talk about for half an hour? Just, you know, at the drop of a hat. We kind of had this very open uh, way of approaching this work throughout the duration of this podcast so far. And I'm going to continue to try to practice that posture. Uh, but here is where I'm landing right now. Uh, For this time being, and again, holding it loosely, I want to walk with you through the different assigned texts in Scripture following the Revised Common Lectionary. And depending on your background, uh, if you are a person of faith, if you have participated in particular faith communities, you may know exactly what I'm talking about now, um, or you may not. Uh, You may be like, what is that? What is a revised common lectionary? Um, So I'm going to use this little mini-sode to kind of walk you through that. 
what the revised common lectionary is, why I think it's uh, a helpful grounding point for this work for me in this season, uh, what I'm hoping uh, that we can do in this audio space together, what I what I hope uh, we can like kind of form in this space. So the Revised Common Lectionary is a three-year cycle of, of scripture texts, um, breaking down the entirety of the Hebrew Bible, the Christian scriptures, Old and New Testament, um, apocryphal texts, and putting them on a reading plan of sorts that takes three years to get through. Um, they're known as like lections. Um, so they're assigned weekly texts. And usually there's a couple that are assigned from the Hebrew Bible, the Christian Old Testament. Um, and there's always a psalm. And then there's a text from the, the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John. And then there's a text from the the epistles or the letters, um, so the later Christian New Testament books, um, books and letters. So those are all kind of brought into this this collection of of readings. Um, the majority of mainline Protestant congregations in the United States and Canada follow this sort of prescribed order of reading to one degree or another. Um, the congregation that I'm a part of follows these readings usually during like the the school year and we kind of deviate in the summer, at least in the the years that I've been a part of that congregation. Maybe they follow them uh, less or more, you know, in a, in a broader historical sense, but with the time that I've been a part of that congregation, uh, they bring themselves to the to the lectionary text during the school year and in the summer things tend to deviate a bit more. Um, but majority of mainline Protestant congregations, so that's, you know, um, the UCC, which I'm a part of, United Methodists, uh, Reformed churches, uh, Episcopalians, any, any kind of mainline Protestant uh, ELCA churches, they're going to bring themselves to this, this, plan for reading to one degree or another and and some other Protestant congregations outside of the main line as well and some congregations that are not in the US or Canada um, it's a way of bringing ourselves to scripture that I find a lot of value in because it means that I don't just get to read the parts that I feel most naturally drawn toward or most easily incline myself toward Um we walked through part of the book of Matthew on this podcast uh, way back um, you know, about a year ago. I love the gospel of Matthew. I love, I like all of the gospels for different reasons. Um, I like the prophets a lot. I love the epistle to James. Then there's other parts of scripture that I just don't naturally orient myself toward as much, either because it is more, intensive for me to read it. I have to do more study, more uh, contextualization, or even with those things, even with the study and the contextualization and, you know, listening for the spirit and trying to discern that it's still just really hard and I don't know what to do with it. Or aspects of scripture where you really see not just the inspiration in the text, but also the fact that it was written by people, that it was written down by primarily men, 
And there are things then that come through the text, cultural values that I do not think are at the heart of God, um, where you have these kind of um, texts of terror to to borrow from feminist and womanist um, theological language, where you see things in the text where it's like, this is horrific. And we see patriarchy or misogyny. Um, we see oppression in the pages of scripture. And what do we do with that when we believe that God is doing liberation in the world um, and oppression shows up in the sacred text. And so there's certain parts of scripture that I just tend to not orient myself around on a regular basis left to my own devices because it's more complicated. And what the lectionary does for me is it brings me to parts of scripture that I may not naturally gravitate toward myself. And I think that that's helpful and that's useful because even in the parts of the text that I don't prefer, I still find ways to see what God is doing in the text and then to look around me and say, what might God be doing in the world now? Uh, What might the Spirit be, be breathing and speaking in our midst now? And so I find that helpful and useful. Uh, There's two pathways in the Revised Common Lectionary. It's a little bit like a choose-your-own-adventure book if you grew up reading those. One of them is a semi-continuous plan where you're kind of like reading through uh, you know, a, a, a particular story or a particular book of the Bible in a way that is um, – like it's it's taking you through through the scriptures in a particular order, and the other plan is uh, a complement kind of reading. So they're looking at the assigned texts from the Christian scriptures, the New Testament, and then they're pairing them with complementary scriptures from the Hebrew Bible, the Old Testament. Um, neither one is is better or worse than the other, but it's two paths, and so. Uh, each episode, we'll kind of walk through the texts that are assigned for that week, both from the semi-continuous and the complement plans when there are those two paths available. Um, and and the hope is this. Episodes are going to release, I believe, on Tuesday. Um, and I'm going to be talking about the texts for the coming Sunday. Uh, so you'll have the opportunity to hear me talk about the texts in advance of the Sunday that they would be addressed or discussed in a congregational setting. And so here's how I imagine you might bring yourself to the podcast. Maybe you're listening and you have some sort of uh, part to play in curating the worship, cultivating the, the environment in a congregational or community setting. Uh, maybe you teach or you preach or you uh, put together artistic aspects of a, of a worship service or something like that. And I'm hopeful that on that Tuesday prior to the Sunday, that if you're trying to ground yourself in those scriptures ahead of leading a community in them, um, that this might serve as a space, one space to start grounding yourself or to continue grounding yourself. Maybe you are listening to this podcast and you participate in a community of faith where they follow the Revised Common Lectionary and it just sparks your own thinking. It gets you kind of looking at these texts, um, breathing with the Holy Spirit, 
um, ahead of a, a worship gathering, ahead of coming to these texts in community. Um, and I think that that can be really powerful and and good to kind of have yourself centered before you bring yourself to the these texts with another community of people. Uh, or maybe you find yourself, as many people do right now, kind of in this um spiritually homeless sort of space um, are words that people often use to describe that right now of you don't have a faith community that you are a part of. Maybe you have very traumatically left a congregation um, in recent years. Maybe you aren't really sure how you fit with all of that or if that's even a value for you at this point, but there's still something in scripture, in the Christian tradition, um, in faith traditions broadly that kind of calls out to you, that that keeps you kind of circling back around. And so this can be a space uh, where you find some sense of grounding as well and some sense of almost like a mystical connection to others who are centering themselves in these paths um, as we all bring ourselves to these same texts um, throughout the, the course of reading. Um, so even though you may not be physically proximate to other people who are, um, centering on these texts, uh, maybe you aren't gathering in any sort of, uh, virtual or in-person space, but you bring yourself to, to meditating on these texts with us, um, through, through this podcast and in doing so, you know, you're joining with however many thousands, hundreds of thousands of others who are also going to be bringing themselves to those texts this week. Um, and I think that there's kind of a, a mystical community that is formed in that way too. So those are kind of my imaginations of a few ways that you could be coming to this podcast. Maybe you're just curious and you like what I have to say. So you're tuning in. That's cool too. Um, however, you're coming to this podcast is is fine. I mean, I'm grateful that you're here um, and that you are listening in and that uh, I guess my hope would be that this audio space, uh, this little like sanctuary in your eardrums might be a space where you can find uh, room to take a deep breath, where you might find uh, comfort if you are in need of that, where you might find fire um, if you're in need of that. Uh, there are a lot of different postures and rhythms and ways of being that are needed in the world right now. And I think that the agility to move between postures and ways of thinking, rest and work, grief and jubilation, the amount of agility that's been needed in the last few years and seemingly increasingly so um, can be a challenge. And it's not something that I have felt particularly prepared for, um, but it is something that I think that is required of us in this season. And so I hope that as we bring ourselves to these ancient texts together, um, that we can find uh, both a sense of grounding and a sense of, of flexibility and, and agility that we would be able to move through these times well together. Um, so every week, I'm going to walk you through the text. I'm going to give you some thoughts 
uh, both my own and drawing from different scholars, different theologians, um, different thinkers that I, I find resonance with um, with the text that we're looking at for that week. I will leave the the names of books uh, or articles, authors that I'm engaging with in the show notes every week. I will also make sure that I am verbally, you know, giving you like, oh, I'm quoting from this person now. If I'm giving you a direct quote, uh, so that you can kind of use that as a diving board and go and jump off and and read other people, engage with other people's work around these texts if you choose to do so. I also want to give you some really good questions. Uh, every week to consider that we read scripture not always for answers, but to open us up to other questions, better questions, hopefully. Um, So I'm going to give you some questions every week too to kind of sit with and consider as we bring ourselves to these texts. Um, We're going to continue to work our way through this. Um, The liturgical year runs uh, from Advent, uh, which is the first Sunday in December, usually or right around there. Um, sometimes it's still in November, but it's it's kind of right, right around in there. Um, that's when the liturgical year begins. So we're kind of like picking this up mid-year um, in, in liturgical time, um, but that's okay. Um, you know, we're, we're holding it all loosely, but we're going to follow the reading plan, uh, see where it takes us. And if it's, if it's helpful... Um, then I hope that you will, uh, you know, reach out and let me know that you would leave a, a rating or a review um, to help other people find it, that you would share it with people who you think would find resonance with it as well. And so, um, and if it's not helpful, then then that's okay. Um, blessings as you go um, and find find some other space in podcast world that is is meaningful and resonant to you. That's where we're going to head for now, though. Um, that's kind of what I feel drawn to in this season. So that's what we're going to put out into the world. Um, so this is not really a a mini sode anymore. We're getting close to the 20 minute mark, but that's kind of where we're going to be headed. And I wanted to, to just pop in before I started releasing that content to let you know that this is where we're centering. And, um, there may still be interviews from time to time, me pulling in other voices from time to time. Uh, but with the the rhythm and the pacing of my life right now, uh, it will probably be a lot more me. Um, and that just works best with kind of where I'm at right now. Um, but if there are people that you think have really good thoughts on these uh, these matters, then for sure send me their names and I'll, I'll try to do some connecting and finagling um, to, to sit down with them as well. Uh, but I hope that... Um, that this is a space that you're um, excited or curious to walk into with me. And I'm so grateful um, that we're in this space together again. (music) 